Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome again to the Dabblers Book Club. This is the podcast for people who have never read Chaucer and probably never will. I am Hadja. I'm Curtis. And today we're going to talk about Never Let Me Go, a book by Kazuo Ishiguro, uh, winner of the Nobel Prize in Literature. But before we uh, get into that, how are you, Curtis? I'm good. We've been for a Sunday stroll. We have, yeah. Um, Went yeah. to Box Hill. Box Hill in Surrey, which I thought for a podcast which like prides itself on being a bit sweary and a bit working class. It's not very on message to go to Surrey, is it? But, uh... It was a little bit posh for us, wasn't it? The queue to the cafe was quite long. Um... There's a lot of like... Tarquins and, and <laughs> Olivers and, 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 you know, Land Rovers. A lot of caps, a lot of caps mm. and uh, barber jackets. Anyway. We stuck out with your fluorescent pink coat. I did, yeah, <laughs> which meant people would have noticed when we went back the way we came after getting lost. But anyway. It was a muddy walk, but um, yeah, no, not, nice to be partying on Sunday night. Yeah, and then we watched a bit of Formula One. Yeah. Um, you watched... Uh, Hamilton lose again, you know. Just... I don't want to talk about it. It's too, it's too dull. <laughs> it's so dull I couldn't wait to talk about a book. Curtis doesn't about. like Hamilton, but I really love him and I can't explain why. Um... He's just a baby. I don't. I don't. I've, I've nothing against he's so cool. his ability. He's not. He's the opposite of cool. He's, um, yeah, he's obviously fantastic and he's in a, on a different planet in terms of his athletic ability. Not athletic ability, sporting ability. Mm. But my God, is he a dislikable character? Team Hamilton over here. Oh, God. Should we go straight into the book then, or is there, we got anything else? Yeah. To... Well, I mean, I. Where did? How did this come into our household? Because you told me this was what we're reading next. Well, a good friend of mine called Jack, who listens to our podcast, recommended "Never Let Me Go," so he thought we'd give it a go. What did you think? Should we know? Should we talk about what it's about first? Yeah. Okay. You always tell me off when I just read the synopsis on the back. Uh, so I'm going to try and sum it up. Uh, Never Let Me Go is sort of a dystopian-ish book, but you kind of don't really know that, do you, as you're sort of reading through. Um, so I first was aware of the book when it came out as a film years and years ago. Um, Kira Knightley starred in it. Um, and I knew that it was about humans that were sort of essentially test tube babies, but they live in this sort of bubble so they live in institutionalized what you initially think is a private school yeah and you realize it's stranger and stranger and that they're 
almost subhuman or something. Yeah, and that you slowly realise they're being essentially bred for donations. And it kind of covers the relationship between Ruth and the narrator, Cathy, and Tommy, who we'll get to in a bit. But Tommy is basically yeah. the, the boy in this sort of love triangle thing. Yes, um, Katie is speaking in... Kathy. Kathy, my goodness. Kathy is... It's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> Kathy's speaking in later life. She's a carer, mm. but if you went to the school, you go on to be a donor. Again, in the early stages, that's not clear what you're donating or what you're caring for, but yeah. And they create things, don't they? So there's a big emphasis on creativity and they sort of make art or anything that shows they're creative. And this goes into what they hear about is the gallery and it's Madame's gallery, the suppose the principal, the head teacher. Anyway, we follow, it's in three parts and it starts with sort of um, life at Hailsham, which is the school they go to. And then it's, they go to the cottages, don't they? We're sort of in Norfolk or near the Norfolk coast. Yeah, it's like the sort of finishing school. Yeah, it? but it feels a bit, it's, there's not really a school structure to it, is it? It's not really clear. They're sort of there with veterans who are just the older students. It's like the gateway into society, I yeah. think, for these very sheltered kids. And the third part is a few years later when they started giving their donations. And it ends. So we're sort of, I guess the thing that's meant to keep you going is whether Tommy and Kathy get together. And towards the end, they find out that there could be a chance that they can defer their donations and live together for mm. a few more years. Um, but Kathy is a carer and Tommy's already had two donations. So it's whether, so they go back to, I'm explaining this really badly. So they find Madame, don't they? Yes. Towards the end of the book to find out about this deferral thing and whether there's any chance. And the idea is that if you are really in love, you have to prove that you're really in love. And then that means that you can be together. And obviously this is spoilers, that theory that they've come up with is false and there is no deferral placement. They have no chance at staying together. Life uh, is futile. Life is they futile. Are literally there You're to literally donors. And then they find out that Hailsham has closed, that they were basically a sort of experiment after people realised that all these test tube babies that were raised... Well, not test tube babies, I don't really... Because they can't have children. They've yeah. been sort of we'll get genetically it. modified, I suppose. Hailsham was an attempt to give these... Let's Just for the sake of this, let's call it test tube babies. Yeah. Hailsham was an attempt to give them a humanised experience. Yeah. Um, and And Madame was the... She and a lot of her colleagues were they were part of this wave of people trying to make Hailsham students seem more human and we find out that there's no real gallery and that the art they create is actually to show that they are have souls and there's the whole question of do they have souls or not and then ultimately it ends with Tommy completing which is what they call dying basically when you've mm. given so many of your organs away yeah does it end with Kathy sort of knowing that she will then be giving donations I can't remember so she stays a carer for quite a while because she's a very good carer but then what happened? Right. Again, v vague on what completing means, but even though it means dying, vague on how Kathy ended. We'll get to all of that. But there, I think there's... There's a lot there, but also there's... That's that's a synopsis of sorts. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, so... Should we go into how we feel about it? Like... Yeah, do you want to say first or... Yeah, go on. What did you think about this? Um, really good concept, sort of. Yes, good concept. But... Very weak and fluffy in points. Writing was amazing. Like Ishiguro's writing is, mm -hmm. is, is so good. Obviously, the narration was very clear and convincing. And it was interesting. I noticed that 
when I realised the question was about whether they were human or not, I did notice my own perception of the character changing. And I was like, well, yeah. maybe the reason her character's not convincing is because she isn't fully formed human being, which mm-hmm. wasn't really right. I really, really liked it in many ways. In other ways, like, what do you think? I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, for me, cool concept. So disappointing. Yeah, yeah, it so was. It was disappointing. disappointing. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I like dystopia, and I think it's almost um, interesting. We've read quite a lot of dystopias uh, for this podcast. It's very much tender as the flesh kind of territory. Yeah, but I think it's of... Handmaid's Tale territory. Yeah. like it's it's quite normalised dystopia. It's you know, it's English schools. It's talking about Norfolk. It's yeah. talking about your school bag and your satchel and this book and referencing old songs. So it's based in very normal circumstances, but it I, I like extreme distressing yeah. examples, and this just for me didn't go to where it could have gone. Mm-hmm. It could have been really dark, yeah. and in the early stages, I was reading it going, "Oh, this is going to be so fucked me up." Me too. Yeah, um, and then it just wasn't. It, it was kept just a bit fizzling. Didn't yeah, it? it fizzled is exactly yeah. the way to put it. Character was just a bit flat for me. Yeah. I found Tommy and that that relationship very unconvincing. But but also yeah. th- like. I think you're right, but I think that's what drove the story in the end. Like with with something like this, and I'm thinking books we've read, like Tender is the Flesh, like Fahrenheit. I actually want the concept to drive it. I yeah. want I want my brain to be computing this amazing scenario. But actually, what drove this was dialogue and interplay between the characters, mm. which, like you say, was a little bit weak for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's like if you wanted Tom, Tommy, and Kathy to be together, that central relationship didn't drive the story for me. I didn't care whether they were together or not. Like no. it wasn't a it was it's not like a normal romance where you like, oh I just really want them to be together. They belong together, will they find each other? Well, it was nothing like that. It, it was, Ruth yeah. I hated obviously. Yeah, yeah I was gonna and ask I was you that. just pissed off that she was even friends with Ruth. Like, they tried understand. to give Ruth some like redeeming features that their friendship had lasted. And you go, no, every single there was from no, day, no from the first moment to Ruth. She Ruth was just, was just a dick. She was the bitchy girl that yeah. you know just just was unpleasant to be around for everybody. She manipulated that Tommy guy yeah. who, you know... Who, I couldn't work out, was he meant to be really thick? Or, like, you know, I wasn't clear what his... Again, that, that scene at the start where, like, he's playing football and all the lads do a trick on him. Yeah, and he gets really angry. But actually, he's the best footballer. Yeah. And I know people are complex, but generally, I don't know, that's just... <laughs> it, he, he was a very confused character. I remember when it came out at the time, it was, like, this huge deal and then i do remember the film people said that fell a bit flat for them but we'll okay. watch that we can watch, I, watch that later i would be up for watching the film and normally i'm really against it because it's that classic thing like the the film is never as good as the book and that is often the case therefore i'm really reluctant to watch films mm. books that i've loved um but with this i kind of don't give a shit i, did, I didn't i didn't get <laughs> emotionally attached to this it's so. like you know a novel with piercing questions about humanity and humaneness yes could have been asked in the first 200 words <laughs> Do you know, like, Tender is the Flesh, yeah. the concept is right there at the beginning. It is, yeah. And you're like, okay, cool, how do I feel about this? Convince me one way or the other. Mm. Whereas this was like, you're keeping things secret for so long for no reason. Yeah, do you know what I mean? If, if you're going to do that, the payoff has to be mega. Yeah, and, and there was wasn't. no big payoff. No. That's right. You know, I think you're exactly right. I hate that. But I mean, the thing is, I remember in creative writing class, it was like, we had the same stuff. We had this, te- this teacher who loved really subtle writing and mm-hmm. really sort of descriptive work you know you've got to work out what they're saying i fucking hate i find it so pretentious mm-hmm. and i'm not saying it should go as pretentious like the writing is brilliant it doesn't seem like it's gratuitous holding back of the information yeah but it did feel like 
why just tell us at the beginning and then give me a story? Yeah, I agree. Like like I say, there was the concept just didn't live up to what it could have been. And also, um why hide everything? Sorry, Karen. Like, no, no, I, I do agree. Well, like, so the scene that you mentioned when we sort of talked talk through a little synopsis at the end where they go to the seaside where the elderly teacher and Madame are now living. Miss Emily. Yeah. And um, yes. So Madame's the elderly one, isn't it? Or Miss, and Miss Emily's in a wheelchair. Miss Emily's yeah. in a wheelchair. She was like the mastermind behind Hailsham. And then Madame was sort of the enforcer of sorts. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, but they go, they go into their house because they've, we've, we, you know, we've come and found you after all these years. We want some explanations on what Hailsham was, what our childhood meant. It's never really been explained to us. And then there's that. It was a really cool scene, actually, how it was set, where it was Tommy and Kathy, and they get sat in the living room, and there's just darkness behind them. It's clearly like a dark kitchen mm. or something. That was quite and good imagery, wasn't it? Really yeah. good. And and Madame was speaking into the darkness, and she was clearly talking to someone in the darkness. And you're like, oh my god! And and here I was going, okay, the concept's going to hit now. And then she wheeled out the creepy old woman. Still, I thought, here's the chance where she can tell them what that was really all about, and it's going to blow my mind. Like, oh no, and then it just didn't. just another teacher. <laughs> it just didn't really explain no. properly. Like and the, and the, and they left with no real explanation of their childhood. As a reader, we weren't left. They kind of hinted that you're going to be donors to cure cancer, but they like alluded to it very briefly once. It, so there, I think that was the opportunity for the money shot, and yeah. I, and from that point on, it wasn't far. You to wanted the book, like some sense of political debate in that, like, re, like he just skirted over anything to do with politics or politicians, and um, you know how yes. they, they sent the art to um, sort of politicians, wasn't it, to keep them on side and yeah, to yeah. remind people all these donors, like as in charitable donors who would were on the side of Hailsham. But I was like, do you want to tell us about how you got here? <laughs> like, yeah. Do you want to tell us where, um, who started this movement? Why you're breeding humans for donations? But yeah. also, why aren't you just replicating the organs if you have that technology? Well, you've got <laughs> like that, quite um... a fundamental thing. You know you can just make another liver. You don't have to make a whole human. Well, like, like, it's one of those where like Brave New World by Aldous Huxley isn't that the concept in that book. Is, it's test tube, yeah. It's test tube. And it's not, the science isn't massively backed up. In fact, I think if I remember rightly, it's been years since I read it, but he put, like, there's some bullshit science in there that he's made up, but it, the bullshit sustains itself. Yeah. And, and you go, cool, right, I'm okay, having that. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm invested. And actually, you do follow then like a little love story and a guy coming to terms with the world he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're convinced on the concept early on, yeah, like you said earlier. Yeah. Early on, they go, here is the fucked up situation. Yeah. And here, and now you're going to have yeah. the characters living with it. And like you say, this was just a whole book of a shitty teenage romance, and you're waiting to find out what the concept is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which I, I was really disappointed by this. No, yeah, you're, I, yeah, I was too. Like the more and the, the more I talk about it, I just like there were some lines. Obviously, it's phenomenal writing. I do this every time. I go, oh, I must make a note of that, and I didn't. And there was like mm-hmm. one really, really good. Um, he starts to get post-its at the top of the pages. I should probably do that. But yeah, like just tell us what the deal is. Mm-hmm. And then give us this crazy romance that we really buy into, that we really, really care about. Mm. Or take it at a quite wider pan, then we'll wonder about the sort of ethical implications of it all. Like Tender is the Flesh. That was like, fuck, I'm in a fucked up situation. Okay. And now we're seeing that people need to eat. There's, there's mm-hmm. these other elements to it and just everything else that was going yeah. on. Oh, and there's the emotional element. He's lost his son. He's lost his child and they want another child. And there's... You're then invested in the central character. I didn't care about Kathy either no. too much. I was just like, why? What is your personality again? 
The whole never let me go tape thing, fine. So a couple of interesting points. You you said a few minutes ago, he, about the author. Did um, I? Oh, the author, he, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so I didn't know the sex of the author, uh, gender so of the author. So you assumed it was a woman because um, of the... Well, no, I assume neither. And I thought it was... And that's always quite a fun, nice, fun exercise. Because while, you know, we should just read a book for what it is, we do get these preconceived ideas. I had a teacher who was just like really pissed off if people didn't make it clear whether their character was male or female from the off as well. Because you kind of can't then place your own ideas about that sex onto yeah. the character which Be is a bit flawed jo joining really. the dots by this very yeah um, by your own and by your own binary understandings yeah. and things but yes i actually thought this was a woman that wrote it oh wow well, probably because just, of just, Kathy just because or... it was a and i know this makes me sound abysmal so you know, by <laughs> all means fine. tweet me to tell me about person but because it was the fluffy dialogue driven love story um made the stupider part of my brain go oh a woman wrote that yeah, no, see, that makes my brain go, oh, man wrote that, because, like, you don't understand girls. <laughs> you don't understand emotion, teenage yeah. girls. <laughs> no, not that necessarily. I mean, it's... Uh, well, yeah, I don't feel knows. like this writer loved these characters. When you read... I know he comes up most weeks, but when you read Charles Dickens, Charles <laughs> Dickens clearly loves his characters. Yeah. And in the way, the affection that's, you know, written, you can tell someone's poured their heart into writing them. I don't feel like this writer and loves the only characters. caveat to that with this is that maybe that's the whole point in that our perspective is of these subhuman characters the idea yeah. being that they don't have souls is there something i mean that's me being quite generous it is because i think that is the case in which the book we keep alluding to tender is the flesh mm. that has a coldness to everybody that is explained away and you buy it with yeah. this i just feel like this was poorly executed characterization mm -hmm. mm. yeah big word for me that wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> i just kept getting annoyed at the tommy kathy thing i was like this is this is not crap, a great it's yeah. not a good romance and you're not giving me enough context for the dystopian thread either. No. I feel like I should be saying more positive stuff because no, I felt no, no. positive while I was reading it to a degree, but... I will, I will um, labour the point again that there is room for this concept to be revealed on like a drip mm. with the suspense because initially i was like okay cool what what's fucked up here and i'm gonna find out gradually and like you realize in early stages that madame is scared of the children yeah and she gets freaked out by them and like you say though i did quite like the scene you mentioned earlier where kathy is uh, about nine years old too young to understand that she's test tube or subhuman or whatever and she's got her favourite song on and she's dancing with a pillow pretending it's either a boyfriend or she's a woman cradling a baby. She's imagining it's a baby. She's imagining yes. the song she's listening to is about a woman who can't have a baby. And then Madame is actually outside looking at her through the crack in the door crying because mm. yeah. it's obviously this moment of she knows she's never going to have a baby and there's this project of a person exhibiting you know human emotions and stuff. And that I did think I, that that was touching. It was just like one you said. There's no payoff. You kept waiting for something. I kept waiting for something interesting to happen. I think they nailed how end of the earth Norfolk is, though. Yeah, no, I really <laughs> did think he did that. Yeah, um, like I got a real sense of like the cottages are still in Norfolk, even though they went on a day trip to it, Norfolk, right? It seems so. And also, they're not clear, but I'm, in my head, it was Cromer when they when they went on that day trip. All oh, right, because um, they had alluded to that being a place where people visit earlier in the book and i was like yeah chroma's uh, chroma's yeah. really shit you ever yeah. been there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, family holidays yeah. in well your, your mum live, lives in Cro actually we shouldn't slag off your mum's home village should we in case you listen to this so grab that <laughs> <laughs> my mum won't listen to this i asked her about the podcast and she said um i said oh what do you think of it and she goes mm, it's great that you're doing it <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks mum i'll take oh. that as i never listened to it in my life i think it worked um having 
having Norfolk as a destination where they went because Norfolk is trippy. I find it as yeah. as an English person. It's very... Well, he did study in East Anglia. Okay, so there's a fascination there. And East Anglia is very nice, and that's in Norwich. That's in the normal city within a very yeah. strange county. We've just alienated all three of our Norfolk listeners. Do we have Norfolk listeners? But this is where you get really, really picky about books, obviously, because like he is a craftsman. You say that I'm not sold. Like I don't really? think I don't think I read another book by um, Ishiguro, okay, which I know is read very... Remains of the Day. That's the one everyone um, okay. loves. Okay, I, I mean, yeah, I will because I wouldn't be that dismissive. But you know, when you 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 try a band on Spotify, you don't like the first song, you generally don't listen to the <laughs> others. It's, 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 and, and reading a book is an investment of time, and you know, I've got a massive pile upstairs next to the bed. I'm very busy. Yeah, well, I've got I've got a re- <laughs> I've only got so especially like you know working a very important it's not job. an important job but it's a time consuming job. It's <laughs> not a lot of reading time, so you know, I want to be reading I'm very quick these days actually when when it's a book we're not reading for the podcast. If I'm reading a book that's shit, I'm very quick to give up on it and go right, fuck it, next book. Interesting you say it's like Hamay's tale it's a um comparison that's been made in the testimonials on the inside page. Interesting. Hmm. It is very Atwood. His style is actually very Atwood. I didn't sort of mm-hmm. realise. I mean, I've only read sort of two or three Atwoods, um, three, four. But yeah, the writing style is like that. There are a couple of times where you think the narrator's a little bit old-fashioned-y. You're almost sensing mm. a sort of 70s vibe to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's sort of 90s, I think. It's meant to be kind of modern world, but just... It, it was hard to gauge I mean, when this was set. Tape she had a cassette tape, yeah. So could That's like the only, th- <laughs> only thing that dates it. That's modern um, for me. But the voice sometimes, there are a few words and phrases that jarred a little bit occasionally when she wore, sort of swore, I think, as well. There are a few times that it felt like, oh, you suddenly just oh, yeah, slipped the, the, out of her voice. Yeah, definitely. I definitely clocked that. And also, I think um, often the turn of phrase of the students was quite posh. And it's whether they're prim and proper and at this Hailsham, which is a respected school, or whether that's, like you say, just a bit dated in the way that they're written. Yeah, so this line, um, uh, testimonial from Esquire, this is Ishiguri's real triumph, the way he explores a very human urge when the key dimension is missing. And obviously the key dimension is procreation. And I'm like, I don't feel that was a big thread. Like, No. It didn't feel explored, it felt mentioned. Do you know what I mean? It didn't feel like it was an explored thing. Oh, yeah. what's the point of having sex if we're not having children? Like, I think I that reviewer was on a deadline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The darkest shadow that hangs over this book is the idea that the three never had parents, don't even know what the term means, yet they still crave security, parental figures, and the love of one another. They don't. They don't crave parental figures, though. That's Do you the think thing. it's because all the reviewers are a bit like, sorry, here we get into our class thing do you think it's because they're all like secure and have two parents and they look at this going oh my god this is what it's like when you don't have parents like no mate this is this is not what it's like when you have shit parents i'd I'd love that i I would love that to be true actually it would be very vindicating wouldn't it but yeah i didn't yeah i didn't feel it strongly i didn't i just i think that's it i wasn't pulled by my heart in any direction with this book i I wasn't shocked at the dystopian element i wasn't enthralled by the romantic one I didn't believe the romantic one. I didn't believe that she could be that. That's a really good summary, by the way. I I have nothing to add to that. I think that's exactly how Um, I felt. I I wanted to be shocked and I wanted to be charmed. Yeah, charmed. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I know we were neither charmed nor shocked. Mm. Considering she, the narrator, is very observant and seems to be quite a, I mean, like a lot of narrators, actually, 
of these sorts of books, like, taking a backseat to everyone else's story. Like, mm. you know, she's, she has sex with a lot of boys and stuff and it's not a big deal. And yet the idea of romantic relationships is still there and still quite important to them all. Yet she's quite detached in that way. It's never really clear how she feels about Tommy. Like, I don't think if I missed something. did I miss? I think because maybe no. I skirted through the beginning, I'm wondering whether... I missed like a foundation of her relationship with him. Did she no, really? Uh, some, uh, love I him? mean, she. The the first key thing is when he gets the, all the boys take the piss out of him and run away, mm. and he starts having one of his fits where he's like punching the air and kicking the air, and she's the one that kind of like leaves the group of girls she's with to go and try and calm him down and mm. talk him down. And he's going, go away, you don't understand. And, he's like, and she's still... Oh, and Ishiguri thinks that's a healthy foundation for a relationship and a girl would then like the person more. I see. Maybe. <laughs> but but like, like I say, so the whole thing is like a... She's the reliable friend that's trying to... That's, that's always there for him, but... Yeah, I just don't get a sense of her... Rome, no, this just put this way, I, I didn't go to this school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, in, my, in, my, in my day, if a kid was having... A fit, then uh, he'd probably yeah leave school, wouldn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> he won't be coming in today. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read through some of these posho reviews. Never Let Me Go is great art, a highly complex imagined world portrayed with such deceptive simplicity as to be familiar to you or me as your, our own. Is she good? Thing is, the way he makes that familiar and sort of deceptive simplicity is like yeah, because he's narrowed the geography yeah like that's very not very easy to do but it seems like quite an an obvious device to use that okay well let's focus on this little world let's not pan out they can't see any newspapers they can't like yet they're reading books yeah so like it wasn't very clear that they've missed out on other wider education that would really hammer home what they're doing. They're yeah, sort of they this... read Proust and and, and yeah, Chaucer, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but it's not clear that's all they can read. I don't think what the the it's just all very like the teachers are evasive, but not again in an, an intriguing way. The Kathy the Kathy herself isn't intrigued by no. when the, the, oh well, I guess we just all let let it go. It's like well because why you, you for would, children? You would think the natural thing to do to drive a story in this scenario is to have Kathy as the one that questions everything yeah. and the one that upsets the system trying to find it all out. And while in theory she does do that, years later she goes back to the teachers to get some answers. Yeah. It's not, and they're not she, getting the answers because they they, they no. didn't go back for answers. They went back for this deferral idea, didn't they? Yeah, that which was is why weak they, in my opinion. That did so nothing weak. for the story. So weak. If I held it back, going stop fucking worrying about whether you can stay together another year and go find out why you are. It just made you donors. think that it's like <laughs> yeah, um, because. You're reading it going, okay, well, of course they have souls. Like, of course they're human beings. That's fine. Yeah, but you almost want them not to because be. Not just, but not just that. Like, it's it's quite a dumb idea when you think, yeah, how do you think a baby is made? It's still cells. And these would have been made by cells. Yeah. So this idea of soul or religion or whatever is kind of irrelevant. It's not really, yeah, relevant to that whole discussion at all. Mm. And and the fact that the teacher's so desperate for, is it Miss Lucy's desperate for him to sort of show his creativity no, she says, don't worry about it. And then she says, no, you yeah. need to. Oh, well, come on. And that whole thread came to nothing. Yeah. It didn't. It was just, oh, just to prove you had souls. It was like, I think you could have tried a bit harder there, love. Yeah. Really flat. I was really, really wait- flat. I was waiting for it to be some weird, like still weak in its idea, but this weird world where creativity was like the mark of you know, where you stood in society or something mm. like weird like that. Nothing, yeah. but just the idea of creativity as well, which I 
don't like as a because oh, the whole thing was he was shit at drawing. Yeah, shit drawing, and then he and did animals. And it was, and that was just one very big dead end that yeah. took up way too many pages. Um, I really hate that I did not did not like this. And the more I discuss it with you, I'm like, because I thought you probably would like it more than I did, to be honest. It's funny, isn't it? Because and we say this every week, but we call, we sort of realise what we think about a book when we discuss it. Which yeah. is why it's quite cool, you know, doing a book podcast because how many times do you read a book and don't talk to anyone about it? Well, it's interesting um, as well when you have an opinion and you say it, then it's validated by the other person then you become more entrenched in your opinion, yeah. right? So as I'm we'll, reading it, it's like stuff isn't that annoying but when I say it to you, it's like it's fucking annoying. Well, you know, we can whinge about anything, we can can't we? So, and what we've done is we've worked each other up into, <laughs> no, this is shite. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But, um, and it's clearly, like, it's clearly not shite. I don't know. <laughs> Well, it's pretty poor. I don't know. We're not at the scoring yet. I think it's just yet, so weak. I'm going to give it a low score later, Ooh, I think. I'll see. I don't wow. think this has a lot of redeeming features. Do you know what its redeeming feature is? It's readable. Mm. At no point was... You know, you know, sometimes a book is very, very challenging in its language. And yeah. It's, which actually I found with Handmaid's Tale, I found... Const- really? No, no. What was the one we read for this podcast? The sequel. Um, yeah. The Testaments. Testaments. That's readable. I did not find it so. Oh, of course you didn't. Did you know? Um, and, and, and I it, find. I mean, I for find some that... reason I just had at no point. I think you said you had it with Fahrenheit. At no point. Yeah. It, like you were constantly battling with the language, therefore you weren't. Easy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. In your way through a story. Mm. Now... I will say that in the defense of this book yeah. is at no point was I confused as to what was going on or my brain escaping and I was having to reread paragraphs. Yeah. Like it did just, the, the language flowed and it was accessible enough. Um, I'm so disappointed because I do remember when the, this film came out and I remember the concept. So this is another thing where I was a little bit of a, like I'm not sure how I would have read it had I not already known roughly the, I, I knew from the very beginning before I picked it up, that they weren't human, that they didn't have parents in that, like, they weren't human. Was that clear? Like, but I knew that before picking it up. So did you know that quite quickly when you um, read it? Or was it like no, a slow reveal? No, it, it, it became apparent early on. Okay. But it did, it slowly built in. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, something's... I, and originally, I thought they were at a, just a very um, institutionalised private school. Mm-hmm. 
getting brought up very prim and proper. The donors carers thing, I was like, okay, maybe that's going to become a thing. And then, yes, slowly they referred to mm-hmm. it. And like I said, I didn't mind that leaking out. There was just never the payoff. However, we n- must remember this was written in 2005. Okay, 15 years ago. Does that make much of a difference? Actually, I, I was thinking it was like the 90s, so that would have been no, That's yeah. interesting. Oh, we should, well, we shouldn't do this, but we should start. Um, doing what one of my favourite rugby podcasts does when they do a retrospective episode <laughs> and, like, say what the charts was when this first came out. Ooh. So what was the chart? 2005, that's got to be, like, razor light and the kooks, right? That's got to be enemy is yeah, booming. Yeah, t- 2005 is when I stopped listening to popular music. I was at university <laughs> and that was it. Oh. I was like, no more music for me. See, I was at school. <laughs> I, was, I was yet to do my GCSEs. Oh, I think I, f- I feel like I missed the very beginning where it says England, late 90s on the first page. Did uh, you get there? Well, normally that says... <laughs> normally that page is the one that says... For Sarah. Or, for Sarah, or, yeah, England late night. Thanks, Grandad. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's to Lorna and Naomi. What did they do to you? <laughs> <laughs> also, like the letters at the end of their names, they could have explained that. You know, how what they're all that? H, C, B, Kathy H, Tommy, uh, whatever. Yeah. Like, they've all got letters and... Was there, yeah. I feel like there's a bit more significance. Clearly there's not, but there could have been. I know. They could have done something with it. Oh, for fuck's sake. I hate like when... No, no, I, I think that's... <laughs> Just flat. Flat, 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 flat. Like Norfolk. Flat like the earth. Flat like, like Norfolk. Norfolk yeah. Like Norfolk, yeah. Flat like... <laughs> it's like visiting a village in Norfolk. You go and you go, oh, look, there's a windmill and there's the sand and there's the dunes and we're going to have a lovely day. And, and there's it, no point to anything. And then at the end of it you go, oh, well, the... <laughs> Lunch was disappointing and the people were weird and I can't wait to get home and have a cup of tea. <laughs> get home, have a cup of tea. Right, let us see what the Amazon One Star Reviews say. Yes, so first-time listeners, and my God, if there are first-time listeners, listen to some other ones because sometimes we love the book. Um, <laughs> this is a surprisingly grouchy episode. So we like to read out one-star reviews on Amazon because they're, they're normally quite... Um, quite angry and i feel like whereas most weeks we take the piss out of these people it's going to be different this week where we're going to be going oh, i agree possibly yeah anyway. um, okay. who, who, who have we got one star reviews so matron says depressing just depressing i had to go and read something else to cheer me up there are so many parts of this which were just confusing and inconsequential and the characters were just plain dull you know what yeah <laughs> i didn't find it depressing but maybe she meant like like as in I can see where that's coming from. Depressing as a book, but not depressing in subject matter, because I was like, this yeah. it gave me no emotion. I literally, no. was, that's the thing, I had no emotion. I didn't feel anything while reading this book. Yeah. I, I did have to go and read something else to cheer me up. Oh, did you? So I, I've just... Did you I fin- read James Baldwin? Yeah, I finished it today. <laughs> I read Go Tell It to the Man by James Baldwin, and that was shit too. <laughs> Sorry, by the way, there are... I'm, there are good James Baldwin books, but I didn't like this one. What was the good one you read? Oh, uh, Another Country. Oh, okay. That's that's really good. I need to read that. Right. Lucinda says, book in pieces. <laughs> she a picture oh, of oh Lucinda. I've just finished reading this book, but it has completely fallen apart. If you finish reading it, I think that might be your fault, love. The cover is unattached. There are loose pages falling out. It's a pity since the book is a great read and I would have expected better quality for a brand new unused book. If you finish the book and then it fell apart, who reads a whole book and goes, it's fallen apart? It's like, that's how you're bending the pages back. I thought, when the like, I finished this book and it's completely fallen apart. She meant I was loving it up to a point. Yeah, it was then. Story-wise, not physically, <laughs> she meant like Goodness the plot completely me. cascaded. My my friend Nick, musician I used to tour with, mm. um, he once took a book into a sauna, 
<laughs> me, me and him used to go to sauna for ages every day together. We had he some loved fantastic conversations. But yeah, he, I wasn't there this day, but he said he took a book in with him, thinking, oh, I'm going on my own, I'll take the book in today. And he said, yeah, there's like pages started Idiot. coming apart and stuff. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, you don't really realise how stupid you are until you just do something really it dumb. It sounds like something yeah, I'd oh, do. Oh, God, I'm yeah. such... Yeah, no, it's probably the sort of thing i do. Right, someone else, a pile of pages detached from the book. I purchased this book for my son's GCSE. Uh, together with Macbeth and War of the Worlds. Thanks for letting us know. Um, he has just started reading Never Let Me Go and surprised to find out the first page to page 18 all detached from the book. Well, we're very sorry to hear that. Anyone he, actually read the book? He's reading War of the Worlds also. That's so good, by the way. You should tell her. H.D. Wells, uh, War reply. of the Worlds just, is just do a reply. marvellous. Oh, she's got a comment, though. <laughs> Sherlock has responded to her review saying... This area is for review of the book, not the supply which has let you down in this instance. Reviews for the supplier elsewhere. Then we know which supplier to avoid. Reviews here. Don't let us do that. Cool. I, I feel like he's fighting the good fight he's there. Because we fight. do always see these moans about um, bad pages. Uh, Colette just says, boring and pointless. Thank you for your time, Colette. Mm-hmm. Zhang says, really bad cover surface. I prepare for an important birthday present, but look at the quality. Fair enough. Jeff did not enjoy, found it weird. And the title of his review is, he has a peculiar imagination. Which could be a good thing, like a compliment. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) a peculiar imagination is a cool thing. I don't think that's the problem. Stultifying atmosphere, uninspiring language with meagre plot. Go on, Alice, what else? Meagre plot is, is, is bang on. Good people, read this at your peril. You will start full of anticipation that an exciting ending will reveal why you have had to plough through the tedious prose lacking suspense, lively characterization, or pace. Just dull, dull, dull. For the first week ever, I'm completely agreeing <laughs> with one-star reviews. Oh, oh, but someone has disagreed with Alice's review and has responded, Plot, it's not Agatha Christie. Exciting ending, lacking suspense. Really, you are meant to read behind the words he writes and work things out for yourself. Fuck you off, Daniel. You can get a fuck. <laughs> Don't review someone else's review. Don't review the way someone's read a book. I mean, I can probably because I'm sure I have done. Yeah, I would never tell someone their opinion was wrong. I totally like, would. We both I'd, we both would, and no, we both have done. No, <laughs> yeah, you would. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> it's not Christy. It's like um, you are, you are meant to read behind the words. Like, no, I'm not. I can read whatever the hell I want. Mm. Yeah, don't tell me how to experience behind this. the words and work out for yourself. You condescending prick. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm never condescending. Buck says, lost and found schoolgirls, messed up diary. Yawn, yawn, on and on with a structure like popcorn. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't think it was a structure like popcorn. What, what is a structure like popcorn? I don't know. N- nice and soft and buttery mm. and you eat it in the adverts. You get the film stuck starts. in your teeth. Uh, Linda, one star. That's the title of her review. <laughs> <laughs> Not a patch on remains of the day. Accept it's different style, but unreadable if you're looking for similar. EMPT said, I really tried to go on with this book, but it feels like something written by a 10 year old. Again, wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't say 10 year old. I wouldn't agree with that. I wouldn't no. say that. It's written by a dull adult. <laughs> I tried. I really tried to get on with this book, but it feels like something written by a 10 year old for a 10 year old. I mean, I get it. I wouldn't say for a 10 year old. I mean, there's a lot of sex in there. Please don't give this book to your 10 year old. It's poor. Uh, plodding, tedious, and an utter waste of valuable time. Again, I wouldn't say it was a waste of time. Um, I, I mean, you might not be glad you've read it. I am. I'm glad I've read it. I didn't think it was a waste yeah. of time. Like I thought, there's a lot in there, and like some of the writing was actually quite inspiring. It made yeah. me want to pick up a pen. Well, not a pen. Uh, and when when someone recommends a you phone. stuff, um, 
it's funny really because sometimes you think your taste line. I remember. So this wasn't a recommendation. But, this was I want to see what you think about this book. Okay. Well, so I know Andy comes up a lot on this podcast. We have a friend <laughs> Andy who basically actually is why I got into reading when I was twenty. Mm. And I said, well, if, <laughs> for anyone who didn't know that, yeah, I didn't read till I was twenty. Um, Could, couldn't read until he, I mean, um, <laughs> and, and he's always recommended me stuff. And you know, yeah. these days I've got my own way. I've got my own tastes, but I'll always take his recommendations. And generally, I love what he recommends. Mm-hmm. I've got very aligned tastes. And a few years ago, he lent me the collector, which we read for this. Yeah, actually. Great, wasn't it? Um, and he read me, and he lent me World War Z. And I loved the film World War Z. And I think, mm. You know, like a bit of zombies and aliens. I think that's all great. I obviously love the collector. Like phenomenal. So glad we read it for this. World War Z, I got a 60 pages in. I went, nope, nope. fuck <laughs> this. Like this yeah. And I said to him, I said, you'd love this. And he was like, yeah, I knew you. And I just went, I couldn't stand it. I put it down. And it's just really funny, isn't it? You mm. go, I'm glad I gave it a go because clearly this is right up your street. But I think this is why we were recommended to read it because I think it's one of those books. Um, yeah, so thank you, Jack, because it did make us like, sort of I don't know for me it made me work out why I didn't like it but it is one of those books where because it's so lauded you think you're missing something if you don't like it I I think for me it was one of those books I was like what am I what is wrong Mm. um right uh I was actually at the the company I used to work for I was in like a like a a writing training slash web uh, seminary thing one of the lads was sort of talking about how it's important to read a lot if you're you know, uh, if you write for your profession. And in the same, on the same fucking PowerPoint slide, he um, put a series of books up and there was a lot of the stuff you're supposed to read at school, you know, yeah. the standard hardwired of mice and men type classics. And then... Still not read that. No, I haven't. Well, maybe we <laughs> should do it for this. Um, and then there's some other bits and pieces. Yeah. And he said at the start of the slide, it's good to read stuff that challenges you, stuff you find difficult. It's really important to do that. And then in the same breath, he, he put a classic up at the bottom. Um, I think it was War of the Worlds, actually, or Great Expectations, maybe. Mm. He went, most classics, absolute shit, don't even bother with them. I don't know why, I, I've tried a few. I did an English lit degree. No, however, this is really good. And I was going, you've just, like, completely contradicted <laughs> your own flat. point there. Um, yeah. Um, but anyway. What was his, what was I forget the point of that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there we go. It was good to read this, even though... Yeah, I mean, it's you're sort of... You're reading a piece of literary history at the same time, ultimately. Like, it's a yeah. fucking Booker award-winning book. <laughs> it's um, good to see what's out there, you know. Yeah, but also, to like, books tell you, just like music tells you what's going on at the time. Like, mm. there are trends in literature. We forget this as well. Like, yeah. people change their writing style over the years, decades, centuries. And it's not just about how... It doesn't always reflect how language changes either. Like, literally, in the literary world creative writers they follow certain trends yeah and not just in genre like actually in style of writing for example like the whole speech mark thing which is writing without speech marks is going through a phase right now (laughs) like people are doing that more there's lots of yeah i want to go cormac mccarthy did it first but i'm sure some clever dick will tell me someone did it before that you know (laughs) um i mean that's just an example i don't even know if it's accurate but um yeah, there are all these trends that go through and it's you'll probably read another book and it will go, oh, I see this this book now makes sense, possibly. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, yeah. they're all linked together. And let's carry on. Uh, I can a, just, yes. Sorry, no, go no, you're going to no, keep no, reading. No, no. Well, normally I don't get involved with the reading of the one-star reviews, but I can just see your screen from here and it just says, mm. turgid, one of them. <laughs> oh, that's a great word. AJW just said, oh, dear. The concept is good, but the way the story is related is just dull. The main protagonists are unlikable and the narrator overbearingly sanctimonious disappointing i didn't find her sanctimonious necessarily 
Did no, you? no, just... Um, but, but dull, absolutely. Dull, yeah. And do you think this was deliberate? But I did the, I joked earlier that they constantly mentioned motorway service stations. Yeah. I couldn't tell whether that was deliberate or whether that... I think it's just to give you just, a sense of her life. Yeah. Like I mean, on I've, we've both worked a job where you're often at motorway service stations. And yeah. I, I just find romanticising that really... Because there's nothing going on with them. <laughs> They're trippy places to be at 3am <laughs> when you go to get your cost of coffee on a long drive home. But... Yeah, there's nothing like to, to mention. There's it nothing time magical about Scotch Corner. No, exactly that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where's the main one we go to? Uh, the one just uh, not Watford Gap. The um, the other one outside of London. Um, this is. I used to be able to rattle you off facts about all the service stations. And back I've, when you were cool, I've been out of the travelling <laughs> game for a while. I uh, now don't know, but I hate Gloucester. Everyone goes, oh, Gloucester services. I'm like, no, no, it has no McDonald's. This is going to be a very unrelatable thread <laughs> uh, if anyone's not used to all the motorway services across the country. Right, the turgid one. So El Wax says, turgid. The difficulty I have with this novel in that the narrative voice in reflecting the soullessness of the protagonist is simply boring. It's just too much hard work to read pages of turgid, stilted prose to get to the point. I'm with them in thinking, who cares? I think cool. it, that's a poorly written review, but what they're trying to say there is basically on the money mm-hmm. there's a lot of ones yeah reviews, this book is i mean, through, I mean right? it's only like four percent um let's read a couple more and then i'm gonna go to five star reviews having previously read greatly enjoyed and been very impressed by the remains of the day i looked forward to reading this when i did i was soon reminded of a relation of mine <laughs> cool um he talks about everything in interminable and minute detail i think we have the same relation ron east london um i have to listen to him but wish all the time that he would get to the point or shut up <laughs> This is excellent shade. Um, what held <laughs> shade in an Amazon review? What held my attention during the opening pages of the paperback edition of this novel were the dark hints, but I soon found the minute detail of what was going on in Hailsham as boring as my garrulous relation. <laughs> I can never fast forward my relation, but I could the book. After page 64, I started to skim forward to see if anything changed as the book progressed. It seemed not to, though I'm happy to be told it does, and if so, where? The end pages seem to be no different to the first 64. <laughs> the book is now in the bag for the charity shop that's fantastic Ron East London that was but excellent my favourite thing is that this book is called Never Let Me Go and the title of his review is I Have Let Go <laughs> <laughs> oh we like you Ron East London um, where someone... are you from out of interest yeah I know <laughs> sorry that was really shit no I he's probably around the corner actually. you know what when you said that I was like I don't... oh okay yeah East London um, painfully boring is Earth Pipe Earth pipe is great. Uh, this book made me feel stupid. How could I not see its greatness? It's by a famous literary author. It is hugely praised, and yet, alas, reading it, I felt like I was trapped with someone who has lived a fantastically dull life and keeps on telling me about it. It was a relief to stop being polite and escape painfully boring. Oh, trapped with someone who's lived a dull life and keeps <laughs> telling me about it. I love that. It's like the bloke I sat next to at that. Um, rugby game. Oh, someone else has done that. A waste who, of time. Um, Should have let go. <laughs> I yeah. So that he's referring. He's saying the author is like the bloke I sat next to at the rugby game. Oh yeah, the accountant. Yeah, and he and he was like, so nice to meet you, Curtis. Um, so so what is it you do? And I said, oh well, I used to be a touring musician. I work in sports PR now. Um, I sort of told him about my career. And he went, oh, well, b- b- bloody good on you, mate. Really good. And like he said, he's like taking everything. He was like trying to swear and stuff. He was so square. He's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm an accountant. Um, that, that's what I am. 
That's what I do. And I, I, I you know, sod it. I like it. You know, I, I bloody well like it. It's like the guy that says well done to Hamilton at the end of the race. Really great race, mate. <laughs> yeah, oh. you can tell it's taking like everything he's got it's to say, mate. Like, woo! Like... <laughs> don't, don't do it. Just don't do it. Um, okay, we'll read one more one star. God, this so, it's so nice to have lots of one star reviews to read. It is, yeah. Um, I mean, most people are just saying boring. Um, I like it when they sum up the book. Um, so Raymond says, never let me go, as the title of his <laughs> review. The government creates clones for spare part surgery. Fascinating concept and wonderfully written, but why don't they just refuse to comply and escape? Yes, big thing we haven't covered. Why don't they just go somewhere else? That would like, be a good book. He needs to address that. Like, why are they trapped? And also, I actually like the wording of Raymond's review like the government creates clones like that's what this yeah, book could have been it could yeah. have said like like though that's a shocking sentence yeah i mean it's not but do you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. it, it, that sort of wording would have worked in here and brought it to life the plot is total despair in compliance with a fundamental immoral slave farm. Just leg it over the fence, disobey and do it. A... You know what? Thing is, that is what I thought was going to happen. I thought they were going to run away together. People have responded to Raymond's uh, just leg it over the fence yeah. thing. And Martin has responded going, just leg it over the fence. Except that it's been done a hundred times before. That's the easy story to tell. To tell the story of the people who do not run away, that takes imagination and genius. This is the point where we say we don't disagree with people's opinions. <laughs> But we do. No, like, but I do. I do see a logic to it. But I just. But that's go, the easy story to tell. But no, he doesn't explain why they don't run away. He doesn't yes, explain why yes. none of the others run away. Like, that's quite a big part. And also, that's not the easy story to tell. No, like, no. Um, and it's the, but then the it more gets, interesting stories to tell. It gets into quite scientific discovery, a, a discussion here. Um, so then Raymond responds, a clone is only an identical twin. Twins are a normal part of humanity. That's why their organs are so valuable. They are normal. So in the normal human genotype, why should we consider them non-humans? The novelist's premise is not grounded in science. All slaves will rebel in one way or another. That's human history. Mm. A novel must reflect the human design not to be a slave. If it doesn't, it's not a good novel. Oh, my God, I love you, Raymond. I bet he's a creative writing teacher or something like that. Because like I, I do I, like his point. Because yeah. Dragon, my teacher, he used to really go on to. He used to really talk about human desire and urge, and not in a sexual way, but like humans need this and humans mm. need that. Like he'd take it down to very, very basic fundamentals of survival. Mm. And like, if your story doesn't touch on that, then because like, why are they not wanting to survive? Like, yeah, who, who would no go? Yeah, point. cool. Let's just defer. Yeah, at no point are they questioning the system they're in. Yeah, and to the no point one of does. escape or to the point of making the uh, what they call the guardians uncomfortable. And I get it that it's from her perspective, so it's probably too narrow-minded. She's too narrow to be able to see outside everything mm. else, or maybe she is trapped and doesn't quite know how. And they've thought about everything to trap, but it's like, nah, this, yeah, that just, just ele- goes nowhere. Yeah, that mm. element of, but how do the government manage to do this, and how do they not run away, or how are they not able to just set up their own homes and get a new job? And like, yeah, makes no sense. Uh, thank you, Raymond, for that uh, very important point. Okay, loads of other ones where people didn't like it. Do we want to do some five stars? I'll do a five star. Because we're going to wrap up soon. We've been yeah. going on and on. Because I'm, I'm intrigued to hear, like, yeah, what people like about this. Sure. Right, Marcus, as you are the top one. 
disturbing, a far better book than appears on the surface. The first-person narrator, Cathy, draws you gently into her soap opera of insults, imagined and slights half-intended, set initially in a private boarding school. Never exciting, but always fascinating. The narrative keeps us turning the pages by its very banality and its believableness. As the story unfolds, we realise that things are not as straightforward as the blandness of... There's a lot of nusses in here. The blandness of the narrative implies... Is this science fiction? Yet the horror is always tempered by the fatalism and acceptance of the narrator and her schoolmates. Why does this far-fetched story ring so true? As gently as Kathy's narrative, it dawns on us that it is not science fiction, but a description of our own lives. The stoic acceptance the participants have for their truncated, pointless lives mirrors our own acceptance of our mortality and the ultimate pointlessness of our own existence. This book works because of the form of its narrative, the soap opera banality and fine-grained observation in the detail, Ishiguro finds the soul of his characters and us, his readers. Okay, now I think I'm the thickest person in the world having read that. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's an interesting... Is that the whole point? Is That, that is the whole point that we've missed it. No, I, I disagree. <laughs> I, I think if you're going to enjoy this book, that's the way you look at it. But he's saying it's a reflection on us and how we just accept this. We do. We all accept we all that we're going to die one day. Yeah. However, I think, no, the whole point in this concept for me is the abnormal lives mm-hmm. that these clones are living and how normal they seem, but actually they're clones. And, and it just is that what you're saying, that explored. ours are abnormal lives and we're not yeah, seeing we're not. it? I don't know. I, I, I think it's an interesting take. It doesn't make me think I've missed a point. I feel like this is the take. Beautifully written in the mundane style and content of, this co- of the story makes it equally engrossing, touching and horrifying. It had quite a profound effect on me. It very cleverly explores the way exploitation happens to certain sectors of a society and how people can justify evil behaviour in the name of the greater good. OK, well, that's a very different take. That's the take that we have on it, but just we don't yeah. like how he's done that. Absolutely riveting book. I devoured it in two sessions, and if I didn't have to go to work, it would have been one. Okay, all right, you're a quick reader. Uh, The main protagonist tells the story of her childhood in an institution of some kind with odd rules, one with odd rules and unspoken truths everywhere. So much of the story is banal, trivial detail, yet you care so much about the people in the book, you want to know every detail. The world these children live in is revealed slowly and gradually, like a room lightening up as the sun comes up almost imperceptibly. Oh, why do you do this, reviewers? And you start to see beneath the sunny childhood a darkness, a horror. I kept hoping what was becoming apparent was not the finality, not the whole story. Utterly brilliant writing, and sadly, I think it does ring true, and society can be that evil in the name of self-preservation. Yeah, so she, again, is going for the um, the literal interpretation yeah. of it, but likes it. It does make me think, yeah, I've just missed it, but I just... Nah. No, I, I, I disagree. Also, I think this is about our lives anyway. Like, I don't need to read a book to be like, yeah, we're all, we're all think, fucking stupid. I think that's my point. If you want that sort of thing, you're looking at 1984. Or read a newspaper just to depress um, yourself. The, yeah, I, I don't think that's the take. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll totally accept that's somebody's take on it, but... Uh, I mean, Time says this is a page turn and a heartbreaker, a tour de force of knotted tension and buried anguish. Nah! I mean, I don't disagree with opinions, as we've already said, but, you know, nah. I don't know. Didn't do it for me, but I do get the point. Yeah, yeah. Um, are, we, are we done? I think, that, I yeah, think that's, well, yeah, that's the Amazon portion done. We can clearly moan for longer than we can praise, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, should we get to doing some scores? Yes. I'm going to get, I'm sorry, I'm not going to go as low as you. I'm going to give it a five, because oh, the writing was great. I had four in my head. Oh, okay. Which is still probably the lowest I've given a book. Maybe. Since we started this, yeah, um, I think we've said it all. It start. There was some real promise, but it was ultimately very disappointing. Yeah, the payoff very, was very flat. Um, had all the potential, went nowhere. I just, just which let is down. that the point? Is that the point? 
Is that what he is trying to do to us? Like get you to the end and you just feel flat and that is life. <laughs> but I do, I like books and films that do that to you. Well, I like books that have sad endings mm-hmm. and let you down at the end. There's no resolve. The main character died. Like I, I love all that. But that is what this is. But uh, this but is it supposed to bore you to tears the whole way through. <laughs> Yeah, it's, so it's a form There's no me. emotional journey for me. Like, there's literally no emotional journey. Yes. And fine, you can be telling me whatever, uh, communicating whatever concept you want or ideas about the world or ethical, you know, messages, fine. But if there is no emotional connection, I... Again, though, maybe that's the point. I have no emotional connection with the characters and it's like, well, shouldn't you... Do you need to have an emotional connection to care about people? I don't know. Ugh. Yeah. My review, yeah. is, my review is as bland as... Uh, porridge. Porridge. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's not... I mean, I said four, you said five. Let's give it a five because cool. it is still, you know, somebody's creative endeavour and people did enjoy it. And it is Ishiguro and he is a brilliant writer. <laughs> yep. He's the, reason every, he's the reason everyone signs up to creative writing at uh, East Anglia. Oh, really? Yeah. They've got a wicked restaurant on campus, actually, where I went to for <laughs> Kings of Leon gig years ago and I assume that would be why people went there. It was a lovely snowy night, honestly. I remember it so romantically. Would you remember the name of the restaurant? Uh, no, I can't remember what it. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> it was a good gig, that. Um, oh. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for the recommendation, uh, Jack. I hope that really sums up what we thought of the book. Uh, meh, basically. That was Never Let Me Go by Kazuo Ishiguru, uh, Nobel Prize winning writer. <laughs> Some fucking um, hell. Uh, with millions and millions of pounds. So I'm sure he won't mind a very meh review. There'll be like a daily mash headline tomorrow. You know, writer ends career after listening to, <laughs> <laughs> to Tim Pop podcast. <laughs> what do you want to read next? No idea. I'm literally, like, literally anyone else recommend stuff. I can't remember. I don't know. Go and have a look at the bookshelf upstairs. Have a look at your books. Yeah. Are okay. we the, of Mice and Men? Was it of Mice and Men you said? Oh, the only thing I think about doing that is like everyone wrote it for GCSE and yeah. discussed it to death. And I imagine yeah. it'd be really shit to hear. Like no one wants a podcast on it, surely. No, or sure. do we become the podcast that makes everyone fail their GCSEs, which we would be funny. We could do that. Um, we could do that. So, yeah. Um, okay, maybe we'll read my, of my and Men. Maybe we'll find <laughs> something not, more appetising. We'll, yeah, we'll look through. Oh my goodness, so many books to read. Thank you so much for listening once again. As always, we're on Twitter, Dabblers Books, website dabblersbookclub.com. Email us at dabblersbookclub.com. Send us your suggestions. Uh, leave a nice review, should you wish to. And yeah, keep on listening. It's nice to have listeners, isn't mm, it? Yeah, subscribe. Do subscribe. 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 Right, we... I don't know what we're going to do. What time is it now? I can't be doing a film now. It's bedtime. It's 10 o'clock. It's 10 o'clock. Lockdown starting again. Thanks for listening. I'm going to put the kettle on. (laughs) (laughs) We need a better ending than that. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) 